0: Hey guys, what is up? It's your girl, Grace Tori, and I am back with a whole new podcast episode. We are back for part three of the glow-up series. First, we talked about how to glow up yourself mentally and build the foundation for an all-around glow-up. Then we talked about how to glow up your health and fitness, and today we're going to be talking about how to glow up financially. So I have been putting in the work, researching all the places where you can possibly... Look for tips and tricks on how to blow up financially and so I built a master list of all of the advice That is it's a little bit vague because I want you to Be able to apply it to your specific situation But I'm gonna try and go into as much detail as possible and help you guys out wherever I can so Without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and jump in, but before I do, don't forget to subscribe or follow on whatever platform you are currently listening or watching on, and don't forget to share with the bestie who you think would also enjoy this episode. I'm Grace Story, and you're listening to That Girl with a Podcast. Grab a beverage of choice and settle in, because the new episode is starting now. So the first one is a little bit obvious, but we need to talk about budgeting your finances. So for me, I kind of had like a roundabout idea of the bills that I had due and how much they would cost and how much I was making or when I was getting paid but that was the extent of it. I didn't write anything down. I didn't get down to like the literal scent of what I owed and what was coming into my bank account because I was too scared to and that is... A big red flag. don't want to be scared of the amount of money in your bank account. You don't want to be scared of how much you owe because it shouldn't be scary and knowledge is power. So you need to budget your finances. I personally wrote all of mine down in a notebook and then I put it all in Notion so that I could organize it to exactly what I wanted, which if you're not familiar with Notion, it's like an app that helps you organize all of your thoughts and journal entries and everything. I have other things in there like podcast episodes and things like that. So I broke it all down, put it in there. Every single bill that I have, subscriptions, rent, car, loans, literally anything that I had, I put it in there. I put the exact due date. I put which payday paycheck I was going to use to put money towards it literally everything you could possibly think of i put on here i wanted there to be no surprises i wanted there to be no guesswork and it was really empowering it was a little bit scary and there are some things where like maybe i was disappointed an unpleasant surprise of how much a bill was or things like that but like i said knowledge is power and it was empowering to take control so budgeting your finances sounds so simple but i know a lot of people avoid it and don't get to the bottom of things because they're scared. And I am encouraging you to start there. Next, we need to talk about a savings account. I am atrocious when it comes to savings. I'm so bad, but we're glowing up together. I don't want you guys to think that like, I'm talking down to you or anything because I need a lot of work when it comes to finances. So we are glowing up together. So savings, we are contributing to our savings in 2024. If you don't have a high yield savings account, get a high yield savings account because what it does is it has an APY, which means that there's a certain compound interest that it puts back into your account. Usually 5% is like pretty high. Mine is 4.35%, so it's almost a five. And I know that doesn't sound like that much, but it definitely adds up and it contributes that little percentage most of the time every month. So it may not sound like much, but it adds up and it's better than nothing. So make sure that if you are already utilizing a savings account, which you should be, it is a high yield savings account. Build your credit. I could do a whole podcast episode alone on your credit, but make sure you are building it. A lot of people say, oh, you don't need credit or they assume that they're building their credit because they have a credit card, but that is not the case. You need to like get a personal loan or a car loan or something small because that's going to open your credit because if you just are using a student credit card, your credit is not gonna be like strong enough to buy a nice car or anything like that unless you have a huge huge down payment or you pay for most of it yourself so i don't want to be like the master of credit by any means my boyfriend sells cars for a living so that's like really where a lot of my knowledge comes from because he shares it with me and tells me like what gets approved and what doesn't but credit is key in modern society especially in the united states because it's what makes your APR percentages go down when it comes to getting a house or a car. It's what makes your payments go down. It like literally rules the world unless you pay off everything when you buy it. So if you're gonna drop you know twenty forty, sixty thousand dollars on a car the day you get it and you're not gonna do finance, then don't listen to me. But for ninety percent of the world who can't afford to just drop hundred thousand dollars on something, listen you need to build your credit and that I I want you to do your own research. I'm happy to talk about it and build my own knowledge on it, which is something I'm working on so that I can be more knowledgeable to talk about it. But from what I know, that's what I'm going to say. And I want you to do your own research and understand your credit because it is important. It's very important. And I don't want you to ever feel like you're not capable of doing something because of something so simple as credit. It's just like knowledge is power. Understand it build it save for events or an emergency you should have three to six months of Bills slash income saved up in your emergency fund just in case you need it That's like a good goal to aim for is three to six months so, you know if you get laid off or if you God forbid get sick and can't work like whatever the emergency may be you have three to six months to get you by In terms of events, what I mean by that is maybe you're getting married, weddings are expensive, maybe you are buying a house and you need a down payment. Like, you should have savings for that. So, you should have a savings that's just like for a rainy day, retirement, any events that are coming up, and emergency, ideally. However, obviously a lot of people don't have the ability to do that. I myself only have one savings account right now. So I understand that um, wholeheartedly. I'm not at the four different savings accounts yet, but that is what people recommend. So if you're looking for something to aim towards, you have a little bit of extra money. That is the long term is to have four different savings accounts. Like I mentioned, it's so, so important to understand how credit works. But in addition to that, it's important to understand how finances work all together and there is so much to learn and that has kind of deterred me away from learning about it and taking the time to understand it because it can be so overwhelming that in my head I have like a mindset of, or I had a mindset, I've changed it, but I had a mindset of there's so much to learn I'm never going to learn it all so I even try anyway, which is a horrible mindset to have. I'm just saying that to give you an example because I know a lot of people feel that way, but it's so important to understand money so what I'm going to tell you is you need to devote time to researching it whether you are researching credit whether you're researching retirement options whether you're researching investing stocks even bitcoin like take time to learn about one facet of money that interests you and then once you master that move on to the next thing but it's so important that I don't want you to just not look at it at all because you're too overwhelmed. I'll give you some places to start. So these are some names of some books and then one Instagram that I follow that's really helpful. I'm currently reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. I just finished chapter one and I know that that doesn't sound like very much but it was a very very hefty chapter. I don't know if it was even a chapter or a section because it's an audio book so it doesn't tell me like chapters. It's broken up really weird so from audiobook standpoint I'm probably like two to three hours in and it's nine hours long but anyway besides the point it's really really good like so good highly recommend it so far it's already blown my mind and just like completely changed my mindset on certain things and I'm not super far in but some other names of books are psychology of money master your money broke millennial takes on investing you're a badass at making money get good with money made whole i will teach you to be rich and the simple path to wealth so those are all on my reading list when it comes to finances and then the instagram that i follow that has completely like helped me so much i think she was on caller daddy and that's how i found her but it's mrs dow jones so follow her and she gives so many tips and tricks and makes it a lot easier and digestible when it comes to understanding finances and how to be an adult and like save money and all the things because, like I said, it's really hard, but I'm with you, we're working on this together, we are glowing up together. Next tip is we are in our saving era, we are done with consumerism, we are not jumping on the the fad train and buying so many things because we want it, like, we are having some restraint, we are saving, we are picturing a future where we are happy, wealthy, and healthy. So we are focusing on saving. We are in our saving era. We're not doing the whole consumerism thing in 2024. We're done with that. We are being smart and not jumping on trains to buy things because we're in a sad mood and we think it, it will make us happier because, hi, that's been me. But we're done with that. We are also shifting our mindset on money. I am currently working through Bria Jones' course that she released. It's like $30, but it's like a course to help you shift your mindset towards money. I highly recommend it if you have negative beliefs towards money or you feel like you're not capable of being rich or like you grew up with a mindset of like limiting beliefs or anything like that. I recommend it, but it's been really, really good. We want to shift to an abundance mindset. We want to shift to a frequency where money is flowing in. And we want to believe that we are capable of making as much money as we want. Like no one's telling us what we can and can't make, what we can and can't do, who we can or can't be. We are limitless. So we're shifting our mindset. Positive vibes towards money only. Find cheap date or friend outing ideas. So if you're going on dates a lot, whether you're single and dating around or you're in a relationship and you're still going on dates, then, Definitely look up cheap er date ideas or free date ideas and get creative with it. Have fun with it. And then the same thing with friends. Maybe you're having a movie night. Maybe you're having a game night. Maybe you're having a wine night. Whatever it may be, have cheap fun date slash friend dates. Like, it's so fun and it eliminates money being spent. Like, I know for me our easy thing to do is to go to the bars, but... I spend like 50 to to $100 every time I go out to the bars because drinks are expensive, Ubers, all the things. So maybe we don't do that and instead we get a $20 pizza, split it between the two of us, and watch a movie. Like, there's so many cheaper ways to do things and I encourage you to think outside the box. Have creative, fun, new things to do and you won't be like... I don't know. When I try something new, I don't feel like as bored. I get excited and I get proud of myself because we did something new and creative. So definitely look into that. Pinterest is a great place to find fun, inexpensive things to do. Live below your mains. This is kind of going along with being in your saving era, but even if you are living comfortably, live like you don't have that much money. Like live as comfortable as you can possibly go, maybe push yourself a little bit farther to live below your means because anything you don't spend you're saving. So save as much as you can and I'm not saying to like never do anything fun and just like completely shut out the outside world and just live like you have a dollar to your name. That's not what I'm saying. We all need balance but try to live below your means. Try to be a little bit more frugal with money and save it so that you can do the fun and exciting things and you can go on the trips because you have the ability to do so and you're not like spending money on silly, goofy things that are only going to make you happy for five minutes. You know, just be a little bit more conscientious of what you're spending money on. Create a plan so, not just are we budgeting, but we are creating a long term plan. When do you want to buy a house? When do you want to pay off? your car, when do you wanna pay off your student loans? You are thinking into the future, you're not just budgeting for the next two weeks, you're not just budgeting for the next month, you are planning to get things done, meet these goals, pay off this mortgage, whatever it may be for you, make sure you're planning for that and your budget and your plan align. Having goals is great, like it's fun, it makes things more exciting. Definitely make sure that you have a plan to get there. Save for retirement, bestie. I know we're in our 20s and you are like, nah, I'm good. I'll worry about that when I'm like 40. No, we're doing it now, today. There are so many ways to do that. You have 401ks, Roth IRAs, which I think those might be the same thing. I'm still trying to figure that out. We're in this together. Um High yield savings accounts. There are so many different ways to save for your retirement and that's why you should... And I should both we're doing this together. We're glowing up together. We're both looking into it So definitely make sure that you are already contributing to your future because it's going to sneak up on you and You want to make sure that you have enough saved and you start Racking up that money now so that if it is in like a compound interest situation or not Compound interest like the positive way we're still learning But you know how it like compounds and then adds to your money We wanna make sure we're doing that now so that it has enough years to do that, basically is what I'm saying. So yeah, look into it, research it, learn it, love it, make it fun. Pay off debt from highest to lowest interest. So I looked at this the other day, not the other day, today, I literally did this today, and I wrote down every single thing that I had debt. So everything from like my car and my student loans to like my credit card. I wrote down how much I owed and then I wrote down my APR percentage and I strive to pay for the highest APR percentage first. Obviously, if I have like a $500 credit card statement and then I have like a $50,000 student loan statement, I'm going to pay off the $500 one first because that's way easier, way simpler and checks it off the list, but also you're more likely to have a way higher APR percentage on a credit card than you are like a car loan or a student loan because it's so much money and the percentages are just way different. Like 5% is pretty standard for the US student loans right now, at least for graduate ones, that's like what I'm seeing. However, 20 to 30% is more typical for like a credit card. So take into consideration how expensive a credit card or a loan, whatever the debt may be, Take that into consideration. If you can pay it off, pay it off. Don't like hold off because the APR is higher on something else. But be smart about it. Definitely take the APR into consideration and don't pay things late. I have like a $30 late fee on my credit cards, and you don't want to pay those late because it brings your credit down. But also, $30 is like a lot. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot. It adds up. So make sure you're paying everything on time. Look at the APR percentage. Don't ignore it and look at how much you owe and kinda of just use your best judgment there, but definitely try to pay down the things with higher interest cause that will absolutely drain you. I saw this challenge, you've definitely heard of it. It was popular on TikTok a couple years ago, but I wanted to bring it up because I feel like it could definitely be like a fun easy way to save money and that's the 100 envelope challenge The way that I understood it is you have a hundred envelopes and you write one through a hundred on them and then you randomly save money And it's basically whatever you can so like say you have $50 you pull the $50 envelope out put it in there Say so you have $5 you grab the $5 envelope put it in there and you do it until all of them are saved up and you save a good amount of money So, that is one challenge you can do to kind of make things fun and still save money. The next tip is to make saving fun. So, if you aren't about the 100 envelope challenge, but you still want to do fun things, there's other ways to do it. I saw a bingo board on Lemon 8, which is like a social media app. I thought that was really fun. It's like a saving bingo board and you get to like check things off of the bingo board as you do them and they're all savings related, obviously also like challenges there's other ones out there aside from the 100 envelope challenge that you could do there's just so many fun ways to save they make it a little bit more exciting than just like throwing stuff in your savings account but if you are saving money I would highly encourage you to put it into your high yield savings account because the more you put in there the more obviously is gonna grow with it and be added to it because that percentage of money is going to be more based on how much is in there monetize your hobbies and create side hustles this one is like a balancing act because for me there are hobbies that are so sacred to me that I don't ever want to monetize them like I feel like it would take the passion and the joy out of doing it for me and it's just something that is so so precious and meaningful to me that I never want to do that but there are other hobbies that I'm totally fine to monetize like for example I probably would never monetize like poetry writing poetry because that's something that I've done since I was very little it's very meaningful to me and I'm very passionate about it and I don't want the pressure of like monetizing it however I would so monetize crocheting and like making things for people so definitely be aware of like what hobbies you're willing to monetize and which ones you're not and it's totally fine to draw a line and say I'm not gonna cross that line with this because it is so meaningful to me totally understand but if you are willing to don't be afraid to and like I mentioned create side hustles get creative look into what you could do with the the side hustle like look into what is needed like where's their demand look at where you can provide and create a side hustle just a little bit thinking outside of the box will get you a long way So definitely look into that. Also look into things that are already out there, easy ways to make money. Just do some research and see what you can do to stack up a little bit of money on the side. Track your spending. So every time you spend, I think a good practice is to do it, like write it down for like a week. And so every single time you spend money, every single time money leaves your bank account, write it down, put a note in your phone, do whatever. I understand that you probably have it you definitely have, like, a bank statement where it shows it. But it's totally different when you're writing it down and are aware of what is coming in and out of your account versus when you swipe a card. And I think that because we have debit cards and credit cards and it's become so easy to just, like, put your phone down in Apple Pay that we have totally lost, like, we've we've become disconnected from the actual spending process. And so it's a, lot e- it's a lot easier for us to spend and not even realize how much we're spending. So I want you to become aware of it again and track your spending for, a, I'd say two days to a week, depending on how much you spend. If you are like constantly spending, do it for two days. If you are someone who spends a little bit less and you aren't like swiping your card all day, you maybe do it a couple times a day, do it for a week just to see how much money you're spending and where you can cut and to be more aware of what you do spend. Remember that it's all about balance. I talked about this when I said that we are in our saving era and to live below your means. Remember that it is okay to go to the bars, just maybe don't do it every night. It is okay to buy something nice for yourself, but don't do it every single day or, you know, if it's something big, don't do it every week. Like, it's all about balance. At the end of the day, I just want you to be a happy, healthy queen who has money in her account and is on the wealthier side if it's in the cards. And I think that anyone can become that way. It's just a matter of self-discipline and knowing what to invest in and when to invest in it. And... I think that it's okay to still have fun, it's okay to still spend money. Money is not the devil, money is not the mean, scary monster. It's just all about knowing how to handle it. You know, money's like just an object, it doesn't have power over you, it's literally just an object, it's just about understanding it and mastering it. So have balance and you'll be fine. Take advantage of cashback opportunities. So there's a lot of cashback opportunities out there. There's things like Honey where you save money on things that you buy online. There's things like iBotta where you can scan your receipt. But my favorite is my credit card because as you spend money, it has like a certain percentage cash back. I have Capital One and Discover, and both of those do it. So definitely make sure you pay off your credit card. Don't just like keep racking it up and then don't pay it. But when you use it, you get cash back. And so I end up getting like $25 off of my like credit card every so often, which is like, again, it adds up and if i'm gonna be like paying off my credit card and i'm gonna be spending that money anyway i might as well spend it on my credit card and then just pay it immediately and then still get that cash back so just be smart about it but definitely look into different cash back opportunities because most credit cards have them now um you may just not be aware of it and then also like honey if you don't have honey get it girl where you been and then like i bought it i haven't used but i've heard good things about it rocket money you have to link your bank account to it, but if you're like fine with that, they help you bring your like bills down and tell you what you're spending, show you what subscriptions you pay for. So they can be helpful too. Limit food delivery. So you guys know I'm a DoorDash girl. You guys know I have Dash Pass, I've done all the things. But I had a realization the other night. I really want an insomnia cookies. If you don't know what insomnia cookies is, it is a cookie place that is open until like four in the morning, possibly later, and they deliver cookies. They're usually next to college campuses because their like target audience is college students and they just deliver cookies like at night, they deliver them during the day. Whenever you want cookies, you just order them like a pizza and they bring you a bunch of cookies. I had a long day and I said, you know what? I want some insomnia. I haven't had insomnia in like a year and they're on DoorDash, and so I went on DoorDash, and I said, hmm, how much is this? And it was atrociously expensive, and so I said, huh, I know they have a website. I'm gonna go on their website and see how much it is to get the same exact thing, but from there. Keep in mind, I have DashPass, so delivery was gonna be free, and they did have a a, a little coupon going, so like I got free delivery from getting it from the website, but the box itself was $5 cheaper on the website than it was on the DoorDash app, which some of you are like, duh, obviously, Grace. Obviously, they're upcharging every single item on DoorDash, but I didn't know that. Did you know that? That, like, if you just, like, like, every single thing on there is, the price is more expensive than just, like, the actual place. I, this whole time, thought it was the same price as just getting it from the place, but you just had to pay, like, a tip and then, like, the Dash fee. No the food itself is priced more expensive so um yeah that hurt my feelings i felt betrayed i felt lied to so no more no more it's more expensive to eat out anyway and we're not done with the upcharging. we're not done with the delivery fees we are cooking at home thanks for coming to my ted talk don't follow trends i talked about this a little bit with consumerism but Trends go in and out of style so quickly and I'm not just talking about fashion, I'm talking about literally everything and on top of that it is very like fleeting, I don't know. Go more towards timeless things, things that are always in style. I am going to go into this more in my episode that is about style and fashion and how we're going to glow that up so I'm not going to go too crazy into it. But focus on timeless quality items that are going to last you a long time versus things that are heavy on consumerism, trendy, not gonna matter in two months, and just like a waste of money in a sense. And you guys know I'm a number one trendy girl. I love keeping up with the trends, but there's a way to do it that's still like timeless and classic without doing the trends that are gonna go out super quickly. And then you're gonna constantly be chasing trends and constantly spending money and constantly trying to keep up. So. We're done with the trends. We're sticking to the timeless things. The last tip that I have is to set goals. If you're competitive or if you like having goals or like um, something to look forward to, then set goals. For me, that would be like, okay, in the next two paychecks, I want to have a hundred dollars in my savings account. And then I get to check off the box and maybe do like a fun little thing, like set goals to keep yourself motivated, keep yourself excited, keep it fun and then you won't feel like you're adulting so hard. I don't know. I'm trying to make it fun. That's just like a little easy one, but yeah, that is pretty much it. That's my whole list. I am feeling a little delulu because it has been a very, very long day. I haven't stopped since I got up at like seven, and I'm exhausted, so I'm gonna go edit this, I'm gonna go publish it, and then I'm gonna go to bed. But I love you guys so so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode I upload every single Wednesday and Sunday If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you gave it a like If you commented if you're able to do that and tell me what you liked most about it Or if you left a rating and a review about how much you enjoyed it or left some stars any of those things It all helps me out so so much Boosts the engagement get some more girlies coming over and it's just a good time so Yeah, I really would appreciate it. If you're watching this on the Wednesday night that it comes out, I hope you have a great night. If you're watching this on any other day, I hope you have a great morning, afternoon, or night. And I'll see you guys in my next podcast episode. Bye.